Welcome to the fourth season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That's the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle, and hey, we'll even have time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the hosts of Pop Culture Elevator. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. All right, passengers, welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Elevator. That's right. Today's episode is all about nerdism and San Diego Comic-Con. And we are so glad you could join us today. We are going to have a special guest, Taffeta. And we cannot wait to get this show on the road. Yeah, we're super excited. So uh, let's hear that episode. Hey, everybody. This is Taffeta Darling. I'm joined with the guys from Pop Culture Elevator. And we're going to be talking about all the announcements, as much as we can, at least, that came out over the weekend for San Diego Comic-Con. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Thank you so much for joining me and chatting all this fun stuff. Uh, I met these two when we did kind of like a no before you go fan expo video uh, chat and I was like hey let's chat so here we are oh yeah well we love it we're excited oh love absolutely it. so um, yeah tell me just a little bit and everyone else so we can uh, get some people over to pop culture, uh, pop culture elevator about uh, your podcast and how long you've been doing it and who you are Sure. Uh, we started the Pop Culture Elevator podcast in 2020, right, Mark? 2020? Yeah. Pure Red Pandemic podcast. Peak, peak <laughs> Pandemic podcast. That's exactly it. And uh, we've been doing a podcast once a week uh, since, what, March? Uh-huh. Early, late March, early April, something like that, of 2020. And um, so we've been at it, and, and we do a lot of movies uh, and a lot of pop culture, obviously. Um we just started getting into the uh, the the con game where we go to some of the conventions. Yeah, it, it, we're having a lot of fun with it. Mark, yeah, absolutely. The uh, <laughs> Anime Friends. Sorry, I was like, he's done. Oh, right <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Anime Frontier was one of the more uh, recent ones we did that was not uh, Fan Expo, and that was excellent. It was their first year, and we were so privileged to be a part of it, and it was amazing. I first year in Dallas. Yeah, I couldn't believe uh, for a first year in the town for them to have such a well uh, put together event with hardly any kinks, it seemed like, Uh, you know, other than obviously the little things that happened from, you know, celebrity to celebrity, those things happened, but it was just so enjoyable. And uh, yeah, I cannot wait to go again and to keep going to those events. That's awesome. I'm super excited that you guys were able to join our community because I think maybe I saw... Danny, I think, at one of the uh, the panels at Fan Expo. I don't think I saw you, Mark, over the weekend when we were there, but I think I no. saw Danny. No, yeah, I accidentally went up to somebody else and was like, are you Taffeta? <laughs> and her <laughs> boyfriend was like, no. close, her name does start with a T, bro. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I thought, I haven't met a Taffeta person. I swear I'm not hitting, hitting on your he girlfriend. Didn't. What whatever. happened was you had told us you were going as Eddie. And you <gasps> yeah. saw someone dressed as Eddie. But I had seen, had talked to you earlier and you're like, oh, I'm probably not going to go as Eddie because it's too hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. Mark didn't well, get the memo. For, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you for trying, Mark. Of course. Of course. I was like, I got to see her at least once this weekend. <laughs> no, it was, it was so miserable. Like once you put on the wig and the jacket and then the vest and the long sleeve shirt and the boots and the jeans, it was just, I was already sweating before I left and I was like, mm-mm. I'm not doing that. Plus the crowd, it was really nice to kind of get back to the big, you know, uh, event, but it was super crowded. And as much as I love Fan Expo, it just seems they're still having trouble kind of adjusting to the growth every year, which is good for them. But for someone like me, who is very claustrophobic, it was one of those things where I was like, no. 2021 yeah. was perfect. 
2021 was, was so <laughs> perfect. I walked in there and I was like, oh, I can Yay. get conventions again. There's nobody great. there. This yeah. feels like 20, what was it? Tw- this feels like 2016 or whatever, 2015 <laughs> all over again. It's great. I'm back. And then it's like, oh God, this, this last year. Oh. Yeah, the, the roads, uh, the traffic on the roads was better. The traffic at the all the fest and uh, activities was better. It's like, darn it, now it's all back. <laughs> all the crowds are back. That's kind of sad thing about, I guess, being back to normal is that like normal includes the awful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so, but we were actually talking about Fan Expo. So I'm going to hand it over to, to you two. That way you guys can... Uh, break down some of your favorite things and I can kind of chime along with you because I want to let everyone know that you're also recording for your own podcast as well so this is a double team right and you'll maybe you'll get a little extra if you come on over to the the podcast so it's not like you're listening to the same thing over and over again it's a little bit extra on there I promise right uh man SDCC those uh the 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 trailers they dropped right like all the exciting trailers i remember uh i got a message and was like oh my god black adam trailers up and, <laughs> and i i'm do this week has been crazy this last weekend has been crazy for me i've had family in town and we're just doing stuff and so i, I you know i'm popping up my phone and trying to find a corner to like watch this <laughs> like, it's the black adam trailer and i'm just like oh my god this actually looks really good like and i'm just i'm excited and I'm, I'm just so like and then they dropped the shazam trailer and this is my mind exploded because if you've no pop culture elevator, you've heard Mark and I talk about our our love for the Zack Snyder Justice League. I know there's a lot of haters out there. I know. I get it. <laughs> it's not the most loved uh, version or. I'm a fan. So you're in good company. Okay. All right. <laughs> we love the Je- Justice League, uh, the Zack Snyder Justice League. And so when they um, show uh, Shazam talking about the justice league being there there's already a guy with a with the lightning bolt and the red and, and they show each justice league member from the team and i'm just like wait right is wb doing this as like a tease like are they telling us this universe is restored or is this just one of those things where they're like we're gonna do this because it's fun but it's not gonna mean anything later and they've been teasing so hard because even at the end of the first movie they had you know henry cavill's chest you know he shows up in the cafeteria to help out and it's like oh come on come on please right well and, and everything's been like aquaman was set in that universe obviously because uh um what's her face um heard i can't think of her name in the movie yeah. right now mira thank you Mira's like, oh, you defeated uh, Steppenwolf, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's obviously it's in that world. So we know that these all connect somehow. But the fact that they're not, you know, WB could have just straight up been like, we're not going to talk about it. Don't put that in your movie. Don't think about it, any of that. And and that would have been it. But no, they even dropped it in a trailer at SDCC, knowing that there's a full huge Snyderverse fandom out there that wants this. <laughs> even after going and telling us, that the Snyderverse bots were out there and that's what got, you know, <laughs> even after that, it's like, no, okay. At this point, you're, you can't do this. You can't jerk me around. Like you gotta like commit. I need the commitment there. Are so yeah. the bots that good? <laughs> the bots are not that good. They're not that There's good. No There's no way. <laughs> but yeah, that, that excited me. Cause I thought, okay, here's DC coming out the gate with these huge, uh, like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, uh, <laughs> drop with the trailers. <laughs> And then it's like, okay, all right, bring me Cavill, bring me Cavill, bring me Cavill. <laughs> oh, I was there with you. Really quickly, I want to say hey to Brian. He says hi to all of us. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Yeah, there was so much hype for the Cavill, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I was there. I was ready for it. I was like, do it, do it. Yes, yes. And then, like, all the announcements came, and I was like, we've been Cavill rolled. Instead of Rick rolled, we were just duped. <laughs> Oh. yeah sure we're oh my god it, but it was exciting it was exciting to see those two trailers give us a full look at what we're getting um and and the bad guys for for fury of the gods uh i'm not super well versed in like shazam like i know shazam lore but uh, there's stuff i have to look up like i don't know who the two gods are that they're fighting right like that's and and i honestly i'm gonna probably out myself here on this one but um I didn't know at the in Shazam, uh, the first one, I didn't know that he had a whole family. Like that's, oh, you know, yeah. I just knew it was Billy Batson and he 
yell Shazam and, he, and I didn't know there's a whole family. So when that happened, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, get the goosebumps, like just talking about it. Like I just love <laughs> that that whole family aspect of it and not to yes. interrupt you really quick, but like- No, you're good. That, the Shazam one is by far one of my favorite DC movies. And I think it's because of the whole family and the whole, the, the endearing, you know, relationship that they all have. And just like seeing them at the end of one where they all like get their suits and powers. I was just like, this is so beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and, and it has, I'm, I'm a big nerd because uh, I love the OC from back in the day. Like that was one of my jams. So when Adam Brody shows up as one of, one of, the, uh, one of the gods and one of the Shazam's uh, family, I was like, heck yes, it's Adam Brody. <laughs> Absolutely. That one. And hey, then Zach. Course, oh, go ahead. I was in, hey, Zach. Oh, hey, hey Zach. Like, I tried to hey, chime Zach. in and say hi to these people who stopped by and uh, show us a little love. So hey, Zach. Feel free Thanks to chime in and talk to us about the uh, trailers and what you guys liked as well. Sorry. Yes, please. Please do. Please do. Mark, you go ahead. Anything on the DC stuff? I guess since I'm, I'm kind of like just word vomiting. Uh, no, I, I was rolled. I was, I'm like, I was just waiting and waiting. And I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, obviously, I love Shazam. That was amazing. And I, I really love how... The, my favorite part of the trailer is where he's talking to his uh, psychiatrist. No, it's a pediatrician. But, but you, you know, think it's a going, psychiatrist. Yeah, you yeah. think it's a psychiatrist. And he's like, I'm a pediatrician. He's like, yeah, yeah. Like in his head, he's like, I'm a kid, dude. But this, <laughs> I just love that part so much. There was also a really good part in the trailer where uh, Helen Mirren is sitting down at a park bench or whatever with, uh, with Shazam. And he's, he's like... Uh, talking about how he's seen the Fast and the Furious, and it's all about family. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, "Cause Helen Mirren was a Fast and Furious." I just, I nerded out on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, you, you got me on that one. I should have been the one to say that because I am a huge Fast and the Furious fan. I was like, "Oh, it's Queenie, it's Queenie," and you know, <laughs> nerding out these little parts. There's just so much fun in these uh, trailers. I'm wondering if we're going to get a little more of the tease we got at the end of Shazam with the um the worm i forget his name right now off the top of my head the the worm's uh real name but he's like a super genius and we see him at the end of shazam and oh yeah mr mind yeah yeah, yeah. Mr. Mind. and i'm wondering yeah. if they're gonna bring him back at all if he's gonna be even just a small part of it or if that was just an again a fun little tease uh kind of like the stinger with um superman uh, Brian says that you guys are a little bit harder to hear compared to me, but Zach says that Shazam is his favorite superhero movie, and it's a good time to be alive. It is a good time to be alive. <laughs> Shazam was, yeah. if, if we're not, Shazam is the most fun the DC movies have been. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. As of late. And I'd argue that the only one that could come close to being as fun could be the Flash, Flashpoint. It's just so hard because of Ezra Miller. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones exactly to where like, I'm, you know, I'm holding my breath, but I don't want to like hold it too long because, hey, Jessica. Um, because Hi, Jessica. I really, Hi, Jess. You're right. It could be so much. There's so much that can be introduced into it. There's a lot that can be added to it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we just hurry up and put it out, get it out there and let's just, you know, recast and kind of right. move along. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, but there's so much like good. This. There's so much good that can come from this, right? Because yeah. you got Michael Keaton as Batman, and you've got uh, Ben Affleck coming back as Batman, and right. and it's just like this. I mean, th- those are the two, in my opinion. Again, I could get berated by this. Those are the two best live action. We're right there, my friend. Batman's. <laughs> We're right Absolutely. there. Yeah. You got Michael Keaton. You got Ben Affleck head to head in this, and if they interact, I'm gonna squeal. In They're the gonna movie. cause a major paradox or something. That's all I know. My brain is going to explode. Is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna nerd out so hard, and I'm gonna go see this in theaters. I'm sorry for all of you boycotting for Ezra Miller. This is just pop culture is my life, and that's yeah. Batman is life. You know, yeah, exactly. When you give me Michael Keaton as an old Batman, as an older Batman, I cannot not go. So my money isn't going to the Flash. It's going to what will become and what will, you know, come. So there's still that interest and it's still, you know, generating that interest. So we at least, you know, I can put my money there and be like, I want to see this world continue. You know, if you decide to get rid of Ezra, cool. I don't care. I want to see, you know, Bruce Wayne. I want to see uh, Michael Keaton, 
you know, preferably with a Batman Beyond, yes. you know, as a Batman, you know, please give me that. Please, please don't take away freaking Michael Keaton. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I seriously feel like, you know, paying for this movie is like sending my uh, money to like a charity for like battered, uh, like, Mar- or DC franchises. Yeah. It's like, you know, like right. for, for $15, you can say, you know, save a movie franchise, you know, like, <laughs> well, exactly. Yes. I love it. That's all I want. Right. And, and, and the other thing on top of that is if we're going this way, SDCC with DC, DC could have given us something with Batgirl. We know the filming on Batgirl's finished, but we know Michael Keaton's in Batgirl. Yes. So why didn't we get anything on that? And again, we talked kind of off screen about this. DC has fandom. And and I think more and more, a lot of these companies, if we're even going with like E3, like most people dropped out of E3, like Sony, Nintendo, Xbox, they're all doing their own things. And so DC, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, SCCC can still have its place. It still has its stuff. E3 can still have its place and have its stuff. But the, the, the the exclusives like the exclusive exclusives being for fandom being for d23 being for all that it's kind of cool having that because i'm like i don't have to focus on different days on different things i know dc (laughs) fandom on this saturday that it's on for the freaking eight hours it's on for (laughs) it's all dc (laughs) it's all dc all the time and i'm getting all these things and i'm just like i'm so excited i mean dc has harley quinn season three coming out Tomorrow. tomorrow oh that's tomorrow is that tomorrow yes. oh yes. my god well i know what i'm doing tomorrow yeah right? oh my god <laughs> make sure my kid's not around <laughs> no. earmuffs jessica asks is it bad that she's excited for black adam because she wants to see the jsa no no that's exciting oh no. no, that's amazing <laughs> it's, it's super exciting to get a really good and i'm going to say this to get a really good hawkeye on screen because i hated hawkeye in uh, legends of tomorrow Hawkeye and Hot Girl were very annoying to me in Legends of Tomorrow. Were they in you know what I didn't? I don't think they I They were the it. first season. The first season, there was that whole thing where... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, where the bad guy, I can't remember his name, but he was yeah. part of them and he kept coming back in like time Rick to Savage? kill... Randall Savage? Randall Savage, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I just didn't really like their portrayal. I just thought they didn't portray them very well, so I'm excited to see Hawkeye being done different randall macho man savage (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly and just from what i've seen and just like the 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 few battles like i'm a a big fan of doug monk and he had that whole uh stuff he drew for black adam the dark age and some of those scenes look very similar to that when they're like kind of going head to head and i'm with you i'm really excited to see uh, a good hawk man on on stage i think what did i say did i say hot guy oh the hawk eye what did I say? Hawk guy? Hawk yeah. Hawk man. man. So I was like, I don't I'm that. I'm saying it wrong. I am sorry. That's what it says. She did too. They were ill used. Yes, they were. <laughs> they were ill used. But but you know, it, for a first time on screen, I understand it. I get it. But it was exciting. I think just in general, Black Adam is giving us so many characters oh, that I'm excited for. I would have never thought Pierce Bronson would be Dr. Fate. And when they oh. announced that, I was like, yes. And yeah. I'm hearing him talk, and I'm like, put the helmet on and say it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. two face vibes right there. Say it. <laughs> it's so good. I'm excited. I am, uh, again, they could have talked a little bit more about the new Batman, uh, maybe where uh, Reeves is going with the script. I could I could have done with that. But DC, you know, for what they gave us, they got me really excited. Oh, I will just touch on that just for a brief second, because we do have... Uh, Paul Dano, who's actually given us the Riddler comic year one that's coming out, and that actually is going to deal with Edward Nashton, which ties in to the Matt Reeves universe. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of gives me just that little spark of hope. And I'm always one for more Batman. So I'm like, I, you know, I won't go on a tangent on that, but just the ability to have Paul Dano writing, you know, uh, a, a Riddler year one, then kind of throwing it that in there with the big wigs of Batgirl year one and Batman year one and Superman year one, that's kind of a big deal. So it kind of gives me a little hope that maybe um, that was just kind of insight into maybe Matt Reeves verse. So it was, sure. you're right, there wasn't enough, but I was just excited about that. I was like, well, look at you, Paul Dano, hanging out with Frank Miller and Jim Lee. Good job. Oh, it's exciting. I mean, it's oh, super yeah. exciting. We're getting, 
it's it's a really ex- oh, god it's such an exciting time to be a nerd yeah to be like into the pop culture be into this this comic books and stuff it's such vindic- vindication is the right word i think yeah that well i was made fun of for this stuff mm-hmm. when i was in school like i yeah. was made fun of for this stuff and then it's like it gets big and i'm like just like son of a are you are you joking like it's cool now <laughs> yep it, it's it, it's but it's nice it's really nice you know it, to have that and, oh, and yeah. get that you you know you have that backstory you've got that like i know all this stuff because i read it before you were born <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you know i try not to be too much of a gatekeeper but i, no, I no. do have my own tendencies because sometimes i will say stuff like well if you read the comics you would know and I'm really not trying to be a snarky bitch but sometimes it comes across that way because for me it's like well if you read the comic you would know yeah (laughs) (laughs) so but I I'm I'm thrilled like there was so much I was saying earlier when we were talking that like I had to kind of because you know I I work during the day I mean we all work during the day and we're all in the comics department so all of us were like oh my gosh and you know we had a booth there and so we were getting all these updates and we were just like overload too much and it was like you know I'm kind of glad I'm not there because I felt like I would just be like chasing my tail trying to figure out I don't know what to be happy about yeah (laughs) well then so you've got DC coming out the gate and they had their time and then Marvel comes out and it's just like I forgot about everything DC (laughs) did for a few minutes yes I will Uh, say for Marvel like all day long I was waiting for that Wakanda Forever trailer. And let's just get into that with that. Like, I just kept checking my phone, kept checking my phone. And was just like, not yet, not yet. And I was like, okay, I guess it's going to be the very last thing. And then they dropped it. And we were watching For All Mankind. And I was like, stop it, stop it, stop it. They dropped the trailer and watched it and just was like in tears. Like, I'm a huge Namor fan. I love the Submariner. That was one of my first, you know, uh, adorations of a, of a superhero was Namor. And so the, the hint of him being you know, teased for so long um, was making me happy. And then I dropped the trailer and then there was all this stuff, you know, a nice, the tribute with the, uh, the Bob Marley song and the Wakandans and just, you know, then, then little baby Namor with the winged feet. I was like, I'm losing my shit over a little baby with wings on his feet. Well, <laughs> we get, I mean, in the, in the fact that they've kind of morphed Namor into like the whole Mayan culture, like I kind of like that, like it works really well. It does. It uh, works, but as a Hispanic, you know, very light-skinned Hispanic, I'm kind of like, no, let them have their own thing. But I still think it's super fun. But uh, but also uh, the bad guy again. My, Duma, yes, Duma. Yeah. The the mm. the people were like, oh, why would you have feathers underwater? But then they they zoomed in. They got an HD picture of it, and the feathers are actually lionfish feathers. And you're just like, holy crap! This yeah. is amazing. They look, they look really good. They look and- so good. I'm, I'm quite excited. And I, I know there's kind of like a, you know, kind of a, a line for people who don't like the look and people who do. And I'm also a very light skinned Hispanic. In fact, I'm actually Guatemalan. I'm from Guatemala. I am Mayan. I'm of Mayan descent. And yes. so whenever they came out with this, I was like, well, crap, I'm even more ecstatic, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I, I get why they're doing it. I know, uh, you know, they're trying to make this huge separation from DC and, you know, if you really want the old school name where you can, the comics aren't going anywhere, but I think for the mass generalization and the mass public to have that separation so people aren't confused, well, like, is an Aquaman in Atlantis? It was like, yeah, but he's also a copycat by two years, thank you. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I, I like that separation. And I think um, them kind of using uh, still kind of a lore, but more of a Mesoamerican lore is, is, is unique. And someone was like, well, you know, if he's Atlantis, he, he should be in like this other hemisphere. I was like, Atlantis is literally like, you know, a fictional place from like a poem, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I can blab about that all day. But if you watch Ancient Aliens, which I love, there are a few possible places and a couple (laughs) of them, it's either like near Europe and Africa. And then there, I think there's another place in like the Caribbean. So exactly. It's like, ah, come on, it can be there. We'll have to get back to ancient aliens because I'm I'm on that level, Mark. So (laughs) it's just FYI. (laughs) Um, but also Ironheart. We got a little little hint of Ironheart. Yeah. Right. And so that's exciting as well. We've got the this is kind of the the hint, of course, up into who's taking over for the Iron Man role. We got Riri, uh, Riri, Riri Williams, right? Mm -hmm. 
uh, taken over as Ironheart in this role, you know, and it's pimples. Oh, it's, <laughs> exciting. it's exciting. It's it's super nerdy, exciting. Yeah, and it and you've got. Uh, I know people are out like they they kind of there was a there was a toy uh, Funko Pop that showed the costume that she's gonna have, and people were like, oh, it looks awful, and I'm like, it's Mach One. It's not like <laughs> Iron Man's Mach One suit looked great either. Yeah, it's a Mach One suit of a girl who's not a billionaire. Yeah, you know, it, she literally was like, "Where's Iron Man? I'm gonna take over. I'm gonna make this suit because I'm really freaking smart. I'm a genius." Also, not trapped in a cave with a whole bunch of missiles to melt down. Right. <laughs> so, give it. I don't know. There's just the whole. Sometimes the fandom is toxic, right? Like it is, it's and it, bad. It, yeah. so at that point you've got to be like okay i'm sorry like I, I, there was a whole group of people that I, I follow on one and they were like riri that's a that's a slander name why would the name i'm like no oh my god come on like are you really nitpicking at these things mark are you sitting there going a slander name <laughs> yeah, but no, i'm just like yeah they're nitpicking, they're nitpicking. <laughs> exactly and they're like oh the suit looks off and i'm like it's a mock one oh. Jessica also threw out, don't leave out Rhodey, good sir. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was Rhodey in the trailer? Was Rhodey in the trailer? I'm trying to think of Rhodey. But we do have War Machine. Yes. Yeah. We got a lot of good that, that, Marvels. I love Rhodey, by the way. I do love Yeah. Rhodey. Oh, of course. Uh, so who's your favorite Rhodey? Don Cheadle or Terrence Howard? Don Cheadle. Okay, good, good. I have I have a friend who's like swears by Terrence Howard. Taffin's gonna I, say I, Terrence I, Howard. I I like them both for different different situations. I feel like the very first one it was more serious and it was more kind of like you know an action movie and more of kind of uh it had a more like you know uh it had a different tone. It was more uh, it, it was just different, I think. And then I think when you bring Don Cheadle in, it becomes more of that buddy system. I think. Uh, with Terrence, it was more just kind of, you know, we're, we're together, but with Don Cheadle that there's a, there's a different chemistry. And so I do favor Don Cheadle, but I think the, uh, the, the chemistry when it first came out was, it was slightly different, but well, I can appreciate yeah. them both. I'd argue yeah. the fact that uh, the Mar the MCU was just getting started and trying to figure out their placing, right? Like mm -hmm. Iron Man kind of <laughs> feels very different from what it became later right and right. even though just the marvel universe in general becomes very different um in tone as we get later on in the films and they're still very serious but you know you look at these movies and you're like they're kind of action comedy you know like there's a little more comedy in it there's a little more so i i understand that like terrence howard was fantastic and probably would have killed it moving on right. if you uh -huh. stayed with it but don Cheadle, being that he's been doing it more at this point i'm so used to him that i i love Don Cheadle. Yeah, well, you know, in the first one, he just has more of like a big brother or, uh, you know, somebody who's kind of trying to like tame Tony Stark mm -hmm. uh, and like reel him into what he's meant to do. Well, what they currently at that time think he should be doing, taking over the mantle of his father, essentially. Uh, and, you know, if you had that for the entire franchise, we would have like just been dragging uh, both Tony Stark and Rhodey along. Uh, for like come on let's go on this adventure no you need to be making weapons for the army like you know so uh, I, I think that was a good uh, change up for the pace but yeah I think that the first movie was like more realistic right and then uh, now yeah with the but we were just like you know what Iron Man's got to have some fun he's got to spread those wings or uh, retro reflective panels it's, it's <laughs> like uh, it's like John Diggle and uh, his relationship with um with the green arrow as right. it goes on in arrow right like it starts off very serious i'm going to be your your watcher your keeper and then it turns into a very brother-like situation so i mean i could i could even see the fact that like in my mind terrence howard kind of turns into john Cheadle anyway yeah <laughs> like in my mind's eyes so it's you know yeah um i'm going to bring up some of the other stuff that popped up so we don't like get stuck on stuff yeah. Uh, you know, they talked about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We didn't get any footage yet because apparently the VFX was not where uh, Gunn wanted. But it's exciting with the, the tone is supposed to be so much like darker and more mysterious. And uh, Adam Warlock, of course, being in there uh, with Poulter 
taking um, the mantle, which I'm very excited for because he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Uh, Will Poulter, right? Will? Will Poulter, yes. I think that's his name. Let's yeah. say Chris, it's not Chris, it's Will. It's Will, yeah. Um, but having him take over that role, but I, I just read something earlier that made me excited about it too, is that uh, the, the other universe Gamora that came in from Infinity, uh, or Endgame, I'm sorry, um, takes over as, as the head of the Ravagers. <gasps> nice. So that'll be an exciting little, little difference there as well. Yeah, I mean, cause somebody has to, and she's definitely, uh, it, it, it would be a nice way to keep her in the universe. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I know this is the end of Guardians of the Galaxy for James Gunn. And I know when he had a rap for that, you know, they were all talking about how they're real sad or whatever. And uh, I really like that character and I really like her as an actress. So it would be nice to still have that, you know, out there. If it's not Guardians, at least she's still kind of out there as a Ravager. So if Disney or whoever needs to kind of pull them back in, then, mm -hmm. you know, that's fun too. I, I'm just so afraid he's gonna he's gonna kill off Star Lord. Like I'm just sitting there oh, going, no. he I people are gonna die. It's gonna happen in this in oh, this for sure. volume. So, so did y'all happen to see? And I'm, if this is taboo, but I saw you know I was googling. I was like, is the Guardian of the Galaxy three trailer out? And there was this one where somebody looks like they snuck a phone in and posted it without audio. Did y'all see that? I didn't watch I, it. I I was told about it. By the time I got to it, it was gone. But apparently there was that and also Ant Man. I saw that one. I, I did didn't watch see that, that one. one. I watched it. I know it. they're out there, and I was really sad because. I can't help it. I want to know. Yeah, and and I was really glad that the one that I saw it has no audio, so it's kind of like, <laughs> all right, it's this is like a compromise here. This is bad, but okay. Like I don't want to encourage this behavior, but uh, <laughs> but it, to me, it it like like trying to judge the expressions. This is probably way off. Like we'll see once the audio and the actual trailer is released. But it looks like uh like they like in my mind's eye putting this together. I have no idea if this is true. But it looks like they're gonna try and chase the romance story again of uh, Gamora and Star Lord, and like maybe he'll be trying to convince her to fall in love again in this timeline. And I really like it, but I I just hope that they don't like kill off Gamora in the end if that's what they do, and that's why everyone's sad or something. I think like at that. this point there's no you don't kill Gamora at this point because she's already technically yeah. died. I think at this point yeah. it's it's Star Lord or possibly Rocket Raccoon because we're supposed to get a really big story arc of young Rocket Raccoon. Like there's a big <clears throat> portion of the movie supposed to be him. And so, you know, it's like that TV thing when you're like watching a show and they focus a little too much on a character who's yeah. not as big. And you're like, oh, that's so oh, true. They're and exiting. Young, young Rocket's in the trailer too. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Like they could kill Rocket. Groot's getting his own show, so maybe not kill Groot. But... They kind of killed Groot already. He grew yeah. back, but they... <laughs> you know, I, I do kind of like the theory that they're going to get rid of uh, Chris Pratt uh, as far as uh, yeah. Star-Lord himself. Um, and I think if in my own, you know, imaginary, you know, uh, setting, that gives way to Kitty Pride to come in to take over as Star-Lord because she does become a star lord in the comics and she winds up leading them for a little bit and that also opens up to the whole mutants that we're eventually going to get because we haven't gotten a d23 yet which i think we'll get some x-men announcements so i would like to see uh that particular star lord gone and then give way to you know the rise of kitty pride who is a super powerful entity and and, and a very uh strong force as far as the leadership role goes in, in I, marvel i would love to see the Kitty Pride uh Star Lord relationship, like in the comic books. Yeah. But it's again, it's one of those things we don't have time in the movies. If they did a TV series where they kind of face that in, it would be great. Actually, honestly, if it was up to me, if someone was like, if you take over the Marvel Universe, how are you gonna do this? Oh, well, most of it's gonna be TV series, and then the movies are gonna be like the big events. But uh that would just be me because I love I love the TV series. I love the like the idea of a longer like Daredevil being eighteen yeah. episodes. We like, can get all of those you. details. Yeah, right. It's the details of the thing. Like there's stuff. Speaking Jessica of, says really quick. I just want to oh, throw this in because yeah. Jessica has some insight into the Marvel world. She says Please. that we're getting Rocket's girlfriend Lila. We're getting Drax's daughter Moondragon, and that they're going to be dealing with Adam itself. And she's also saying that you know, um, Quantumania is going to be balls to the wall which I am super excited for because I think that's obviously where we're going to get the Fantastic Four that's going to lead us into the next phase and stuff. Did you watch the Quantumania trailer? The, the leak? I didn't. 
It is. Uh... <laughs> but I've seen the poster, so I know we've got some some interesting stuff with uh, uh, King and possibly Stinger. Oh, give me yeah. like uh, the fact that Loki was. It feels so long ago. It feels <laughs> right? so long ago the Loki season one ended, and they give us Kang, or at least a version of Kang, and he's talking about well, you don't want to because if you let this go, you're gonna you're gonna see the worst version of me, and you're just yeah. like, oh good god, oh. like and then ominous <laughs> oh it's just and it's so good and knowing that season two is coming out in the summer of next year and i guess let's talk phase phase four uh quantum manius well end of this phase right end of this phase is wakanda and uh, forever and what is there's another movie right there's another movie coming out this year isn't there or is it a tv series what's happening at the end of this year <laughs> i'm at a blank Phase. And then we get um, the special for Werewolf by Night. Right, which is exciting, series. which is super exciting. I don't have the little graphic folder. Okay. That's uh, exactly so what Marvel I'm just doing. Have, oh, She-Hulk. <laughs> She-Hulk. She-Hulk, that's yes. right. She-Hulk and the Marvels. Okay, so She-Hulk and then um, and then Wakanda Forever. Those are our last two of Phase 4. Uh, and then so going into Phase 5, um, I'm like pulling up the graphic here. Quantum Mania being the start of it, February 17th, which is awesome. February, like perfect, perfect date yeah. right there. Like butts and seat, I'll be there first day. Yep. Um, and then Secret Invasion. And I'm just sitting there going, they played it. Apparently there was a Secret Invasion trailer as well. Yeah. With Maria Hill talking to, to Nick Fury in the dark. And uh, I just want, I want this so bad. I want this so bad. I want, I have a little theory. My little theory is that the, that the, um, the Iron Man who died in Endgame was actually a scroll, and that Iron Man's been off-world with Nick Fury. Ooh. Which would be kind I of a like cool way. A like, even Robert Downey Jr. said he's not quite finished. <laughs> and it, like, where Chris Evans is like, I'm kind of done. Like, Robert Downey Jr. has been kind of like an in and out, like, well, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. And I'm, I kind of just like, if they did say it, like, it would kind of make Endgame a little less like, Ooh. but yeah. It would also be just really exciting. Like for a long time, I was like gung ho. Iron Man is dead. Don't bring him back unless he's a um, yes. unless he's a hologram or something. Like he's the next yeah. uh, <laughs> the next um, uh, uh, Jarvis. Yeah, that's exactly what like we went back and forth a whole bunch. I'm like, I think it's like it's gonna be AI Tony Stark holographic. Like that message that Morgan Morgan got at the end. Uh, was was not necessarily just like a recorded message but it was him uh, but but yeah it was him and but now even with this new theory uh with him being a scroll it's uh you know if he's off world it's not an ai it's just been him like actually communicating with his daughter or leaving messages uh from off world and i'm but i'm still i'm still stuck on the hologram a holographic ai slash maybe he's still alive Tony it would be Stark. fantastic i would be i'd be all about that too but like i just it just feels like Secret Invasion needs to be a big thing with the scrolls. Right. Like there needs to be something big. It needs to give us a really big like punch in the face. Like mm. we didn't expect that kind of thing. And Marvel's really good about like making you think something's going to happen and then like going out in left field and you being like, well, no, wait, that's better. I like the left field. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, that is better. Okay. <laughs> but, but it's still like, you know, so I keep trying to think like, what could they hit us with that we wouldn't think is coming? Like no one would expect downey jr coming back and like being it uh you know there's just a lot of that secret invasion is gonna be really interesting i think yeah i do like that theory that would be neat because it would people would be like what like welcome to secret invasion <laughs> and now you don't know who's gonna be who <laughs> right and it needs to be that yeah. way and it's it's crazy that it's just a show let me know well it's great as a show i'm hoping that it's not a like six to eight episode limited series like i hope it's like they do the daredevil route here and they're like by the way this is 20 episodes of melt your face off because <laughs> secret invasion's a big thing it's a big yeah. thing to to find out in um in uh spider-man uh, far from home that that wasn't even nick fury oh, like that was a big thing yeah it was huge it was huge it was a huge swap yeah and so it needs secret invasion just needs to be this big thing it just needs to be that that's kind of where it is and then Gardens of the Galaxy out right after that in May. Again, it's going to be like boom, boom, boom. Like 2024 is, or 2023 is just going to go foof, because of Marvel films. Because that's what I'm going to be waiting for. <laughs> um, what are your guys' thoughts on Echo? 
you know, I'm really not familiar too much with the character, but I do like what, you know, I've seen so far and I'm excited that we're going to have another female presence on screen. And I really like the fact that it's going to lead into more of Hell's Kitchen, which is obviously going to tie into the new Daredevil that we're getting. And if that gets us more Kingpin of Vincent D'Onofrio, I'm oh, all yes. about it because there has never been like a character that I've really appreciated that's been cast uh, for a TV show like I have with Vincent D'Onofrio. Whenever it was announced, I was like, Oh my god! And then when I saw it, I was like, "Holy crap!" Well, so, him showing up in in Hawkeye, right? Yeah, like that was just no. They're not going to do it. They're it. not going to do it. <laughs> they did it. They did it. <laughs> and then we got just a little bit of Daredevil, but looked like his like yellow and orange suit, just a little bit in She Hulk. And I was yes. like, "That's going to be a fun show." And I'm sure we'll get Howard the Duck because there's no reason why we wouldn't get Howard. The Please Duck give me Howard the Duck. Please give you me know, Howard the Duck. Seth Green voicing already. Seth Green voicing it. Just a bring big me more. part of the comics. So I think you know She-Hulk and bringing him in and get everyone pumped up is going to be really fun too. And I'm am ecstatic for She-Hulk. I know some people are like, "Oh, CGI is bad." I'm like. I, I think the care. CGI got better from that first trailer into this yeah. newest SDCC trailer. Like it's the, way the, smoother. It's a lot better. It's it's a better uh, experience all around. I'm I'm the uncanny valley kind of went away for me. Right. You know, I've played video games that I've loved that had like terrible CGI. Oh yeah. And as long as I enjoy it and it's fun and it's true to the character, then I can get past you know some wonky CGI because She Hulk is a lot different to do than. Hulk because she still maintains kind of like her actual like uh -huh. figure and her facial expressions as opposed to Hulk just kind of beefing up or whatever I'm sure once we see Abomination he'll probably look just like he did in the movies and yeah. be amazing but you know it's a little bit harder with Jennifer because she does maintain you know her her characteristics but as soon as she broke that fourth wall I was like I'm in yes. 100% I'm in yeah. John Burns run is one of my favorite things ever and the fact that they did that I was like yeah, <laughs> and the and the fact that Wong pops up too, Wong, and everyone's like Daredevil's in it. Oh my God, it's Daredevil! But like no one's talking about the fact that Wong popped up, and we're just like, <laughs> Wong is like our new like sort glue. Of he's oh the, yeah, he's the glue that brings everything together now. Like he's uh, I love I love Wong. Wong oh, in yeah. multi in uh, multiverse of madness. Like, yeah, that's why he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, he's yes. the glue. Yes, he's fantastic. And then um. So Echo, we're going to get more Daredevil, more uh, more Kingpin, which is exciting. Um, and then right after that, it's like summer hits and we got Loki season two. And it feels like Loki season two is definitely going to be the real this is Kang the Conqueror's entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's going to be kind of insane. And, you know, give me more Sylvie. Like Sylvie is so good. You can give me a whole show based on Sylvie. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, like, totally. Like just Sylvie. Well, I mean, again, I guess that's what we're getting. But still, like I absolutely loved her uh, even over uh, Hiddleston as Loki. Like I just like, give me more Sylvie. I loved it. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot coming out from the comics, but I'm also excited because we're getting a new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh you my gosh. People were, you know, crapping on that. I'm like, are you not familiar with fantasy? Are you not familiar <laughs> with the game? It, it looks great. And if it brings more people to the game and the community, then cool. You know, I, I think that's going to be neat. We're going to get, you know, a new John Wick, which looks freaking over the top, oh, you know, yeah. and there's, you know, a, a new Teen Wolf movie. Uh, so, you know, there's all this comic book stuff, but then there's also kind of like, you know, just a lot coming out for like kind of the nerdy community. And I'm really excited for it. Uh, there's so much right like the Dungeons and Dragons one is interesting uh Chris Pine and um Michelle Rodriguez and uh Justice uh Justice Smith is that his name Justice Smith um ton of ton of good actors in this movie and in Hugh Grant right like you wouldn't have thought any of these and it just looks absolutely I'm sorry y'all looks absolutely fantastic yeah, we've got a, another guest appearance here yeah, he is uh <laughs> he's having some issues right now because oh. his cousins are overbearing but um oh well he's the youngest cousin besides luna now right no no he's he's middle right now oh okay the youngest one is trying to really um trying to one-up him on everything oh so, um anyway, he's gonna make an appearance because he will not leave me alone right now oh um 
Get a single mark. <laughs> right. It's it's been it's been rough. John Wick Four does look amazing, by the way, as well. I'll I'll throw that in there. It looks really good. Here, come sit with me, buddy. You can be part of this. Well, hi, hi Milan. Can you say hi? Oh, you don't care here. No. Yeah. Here, we're gonna share. Can you say hi? Share. Hi, precious. Hi, hi Milan. <laughs> oh, buddy, you are a little goofball, and you're gonna. <laughs> I think you we're gonna have to prepare for this next time. We're gonna get you like a headphone splitter, right? Well, I have yeah. one. I should have just, I should just done that. Can you, can you still hear me? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I got you on speaker, so maybe this will be better. Hi, Milan. Say hi. We don't need the headphones. They're on this. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. He just oh, likes no, the headphones. So they're fluffy and they're huge. Everyone yeah. who's watching hey. live. Hi, he's Milan. Really feels like he's part of the community. He's seeing Mark and he's like, I want to be like Mark. I get it. I want to be like Mark. I wish I had headphones. <laughs> but I think the Dungeons and Dragons trailer has a good cast. I'm excited to see Sophia uh, uh, Lillis kind of, you know, elevate her career as well. I've liked her in Hansel and Gretel and obviously in It, so it's neat to see her. Uh, we've got, uh, was it Regé Jean Page from uh, uh, Bridgerton? Sorry, it took me a second. And I'm kind of a Bridgerton sucker. I love Bridgerton and he's like, you know, one of the main hotties on there. So I'm curious to see how he does outside of uh, a period piece, although it's still kind of fantasy and renaissance-y. So I'm, I'm stoked for that. And I'm trying to think of the other things that came out, but I think pretty much comics just kind of dominated. San interview Diego with the vampire Comic-Con. trailer. Are you an interview oh, with the vampire? Right. Oh. I did see that. I'm kind of excited for it. I, I get why people don't really, again, it's another one of those things. You've got the purists and you've got those who, are excited for it but you know it's like how many times can I you know read or watch the same stuff over and over and I think sometimes it's kind of neat to see other people's take on a property and I think bring it into a more contemporary setting uh Mm -hmm. in a more modern setting and also kind of you know emphasizing the fact that yes everybody is really gay (laughs) you know as opposed to (laughs) being just kind of subtle because I think you know when some of this stuff came out you know 20 years ago or whatever it was still kind of you know subtle but I'm I'm for you know it just being in your face this is how it was written this is how it should be so I'm I'm looking forward to uh getting some more stories and I just I love vampires and I love horror so I'm 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 curious and I'll definitely be watching it yep. yeah same here and and I'm one of those purists but uh, I can all I can say is I wanted another interview uh and we're getting it so I'm happy and yeah if it goes more you know balls to the wall uh, 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 like about you know. Or, sorry, Milan, earmuffs. He's fine. He doesn't. You don't, <laughs> don't know what that means. But, but uh, yeah, if they go harder on the sexuality, you know, as far as their orientations or lack thereof, if they're pan or whatever, you know, I think it's more accurate and it will lead to you know more social dynamics coming to play. And so I think it's just way more interesting that way. Exactly. You know, yeah. I agree that you said it right. You said it exactly correct. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> I also want to bring up there was Lord of the or yeah, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Yes. Oh. I'm a huge Tolkien fan. You guys can't see it in this because my whole living room is covered with Tolkien or Tolkien. But uh, I am really excited for it. Uh, just based on some of the stuff I've seen and with that trailer, like it seems like we're really going to be getting a lot of the. Uh, kind of the, the 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 battle of Valinor, where they actually go after go after Melkor, and he has this whole background where he turns into Morgoth. So I think we're gonna get like this incredible story, which actually you know is really important to the lore itself and important to the uh, to the history. And uh, it, it looks amazing. And I think the fact that they still have the same composer doing the soundtrack is really gonna kind of keep people in that world. So I'm all about you know. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the changes because what's interesting with this series is the estate did sign off on it but they gave them a lot of restrictions you can't touch this particular age and so because they can't actually go after the third age they literally kind of have to kind of like you know pick and pull from what's written and rewritten and then rewritten again from the uh you know some Marillion and then the uh, uh appendices and so it's just interesting to see what they're gonna have to choose from to kind of make their own stories and so far it looks like it's gonna be uh, uh, pretty good battle scenes, and if that's all it is, it's just a bunch of battles. I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> well, we've we've put in the time. We've seen the trees walk. 
you know, we've seen all the slow stuff and now I want some van damage, you know, like I, I need it. I need it. Exactly. So yeah, I can't believe I forgot about that. I guess because that was like just a whole day where I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for it because, uh, and, and, you know, we had that little end where it has like the ball rog and the ball rog itself is one of the main ones that like, you know, comes after from, uh, Melkor and he sends it off to fight, you know, uh, Gryffindor and that leads into the whole Gondolin, which also takes into the fall of Gondolin, which has a big, like, you know, impact where it goes into Gondor and I can talk about this forever. So I won't, but like, there's so much more that it seems like they're going to throw at everybody. And this is the stuff that I've wanted to see because we got, like you said, we got the Lord of the Rings, we got the Hobbit. Now it's like, how did we get to this place? And it seems like that's what they're giving us. It's exciting. It looks really good. I was afraid for it when I first, you know, heard about it. So I was like, oh, what are they going to do with this? And it actually looks really, really good. It, it just looks like a really fun time. Like same thing with, and I'm going to say this, Game of Thrones had me until that last season, right? Game of Thrones had me until a season eight and season eight just killed me. And it made me unexcited for anything Game of Thrones. I know I'm one of those people, <laughs> but for that series, it really did that. Uh, and the House of the Dragon trailer got me re-excited. I was like, oh, I don't want to be excited for this, but it's, uh, you know, you got Doctor Who in there and, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I gotta, especially uh, after his, his uh, Morbius, he was the, one of the best parts about Morbius. And then um, of course, last <laughs> night, last night in Soho, right? Like he's just fantastic. He really is. Uh, Smith, uh, why is Matt. My name? Matt Smith, thank you. So really excited about that. Um, yeah, I can't have a, a, a whole, series of uh game of thrones house of dragons without dragons and they look really good they you know really they obviously awesome. still have the same visual effects team that's working on it and stuff so i'm i'm definitely there with you uh and then the the biggest thing for me television series wise that sandman trailer <gasps> yes that sandman yes. trailer i, I, I missed that oh it's so good like i think that's probably gonna blow a lot of stuff out of the water i'm i, I it's I, already I, my favorite series and i haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> no just well the way that they've had to rework it right it's like it's it's reworked because salmon is such an interesting story in the fact that it's like multiple stories within this universe and there are there are arcs but then there's like small stories here and there you know like uh like morpheus um having you know he meets with that guy every few uh hundred years or whatever because the guy was like you just if you don't want to die just don't die you know <laughs> And it's like, that's a really cool thing. Like, I hope they kind of like work that in there. But um, having the, this, uh, I was going to say the Cerulean. It's not the Cerulean. It's, it's the Corinthian. Having the Corinthian be kind of like, it seems like he is the main villain of this uh, first season. And you're just really excited what they're doing with that. Uh, and everyone looks really, cast really well. Although, um, I, I don't know if you're an Audible fan, but Audible had those two volumes of Sandman where they did the, okay. it's like a play. And um, Morpheus is played by, uh, uh, oh my gosh, the guy who played Professor Xavier in the newer X-Men movies. Oh yeah, um, uh, James. McAvoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. James McAvoy. And then um, uh, Death was played by Kat Dennings and she did such a perfect job that I was like, please cast Kat Dennings as Death. And who, the, the girl they cast was, looks awesome and she looks like she's going to kill it. But I'm just like, I want Kat Dennings' death. I love her so much. Um, and then uh, um, Lucifer is being played Gwendolyn by Christie. Gwendolyn Christie. They announced that and I was like, she is one of the only like celebrities that I met, that I have met where I was just like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I totally lost everything. Cause she was like, hello darling. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> And then she gave me an autograph. She's like, you're going to be okay. And I was just like, <laughs> bye. Mark, it sounds like your wife every time she meets a celebrity. Yes. Oh my gosh, man. I don't get that way very often, but. We she, met Katie Sackhoff. Oh my gosh. She just was like, just locked up. Just, I mean, we love Starbuck. I mean, we love Katie Sackhoff. I mean, obviously. And uh, just to like be there standing in front of her, it was just like, <gasps> I try not to do that. I try really hard, but there's some celebrities that I just get dumbfounded around, especially if I meet them out in the wild. That's the worst. In the wild, yeah, right. like I'm prepared when I go up to a celebrity at Comic-Con. 
yes but in the wild you're just like hey what do you, I you you did that thing yeah <laughs> Yeah, all brain cells just take a break, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really quickly, I did pull up the uh, Sandman twenty twenty two drama series cast or whatever, and it does have James McAvoy and Kat Dennings listed. I don't know if they just somehow got mixed in there, possibly. But they don't have like any like names of who they're playing, but they're listed under the main one next to Mark Hamill. Uh, and something else that's kind of interesting, and it may just be they may be pulling from the the Audible stuff because it says. Uh, uh, baby Newworth is supposed to be involved in that, and I like her. You know, obviously she was, you know, one of the uh, main stand-ins from uh, Lilith uh, Stone and Frasier. So I'm curious to see, you know, what she will have tied to it. But just going over the cast itself and the different people who are going to be tied into it, I'm glad they're going to have Despair. Like Despair was one of the only ones I really kind of kept up with because she was kind of like, you know, more my style. Um, but the the, the cast itself is just over the top, incredible and talented. Stephen Fry, I can always do with double doses of Stephen Fry. So to have him in there, uh, it says Mark Hamill is going to be, you know, involved in it as well. He's Pumpkinhead, yeah. And we've got uh, Patton Oswalt. So, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be exciting. Gonna... There's, and there's just so much good media coming out, right? Avatar The Last Airbender getting a movie based off yes. of uh, young adult Ong or hey, Aang. Yeah. Sorry, Ong. Like I pulled that out of the M. Night Shyamalan universe. God. <laughs> Aang uh, is so exciting. So exciting to get some more Avatar The Last Airbender. Not a freaking movie. <laughs> I was yeah. excited for that. <laughs> a movie? Or the or the new the new cartoon the new one where they're talking about Ong, yeah. yeah. yeah I thought you were gonna like, say you were excited yeah. for the M Night Shyamalan. I was like, I was too. <laughs> no, I was <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, <laughs> um, and then X Men '97. Yes. Getting the look at that, and that Magneto is gonna be leading the team. I Ooh. love that. I'm super excited about like the the take that they're they're really pulling a lot from the comics and like the over the top ridiculousness of their outfits and the stories it's just like what made me really love those 90s x-men characters and the stories and so the fact that that's coming into play for the uh new cartoon i was like yes i'm here for it i know some people weren't really thrilled with his uh opera gloves and the big m and i was like that's literally like the huge distinction that he took from going from bad guy to leader you know and so i it's it's like a page out of the comics i'm stoked for it yeah it, it is really exciting there's just so much good stuff coming and just so much good stuff and i'm sure we could probably keep talking about this forever and ever and ever because i can (laughs) i could too yeah but i know uh some of these people who have been staying with us thanks so much jessica she says gaiman does no wrong uh gaiman does no wrong (laughs) you're absolutely right there so thank you to everyone who's kind of tuned in and uh chatted along the way with us and then if you missed it then you can always go back and uh, listen to the podcast that these guys will have up on their uh channel what is that channel and how can they listen to it pop culture elevator you can find us on pretty much all of the podcast apps but the big ones spotify uh apple music amazon uh podcasts i think google podcasts has us and then um anchor if you just are on the anchor app you can find us there as well so we would love for you to come join us when will this be up so I could get this This out? one will be on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Okay, mm-hmm. so next week. So yeah, we'll in a week a week from today, yeah. So I'll be putting that up. And then if you guys want to watch the ridiculous expressions we make talking about stuff, if you have time to sit down <laughs> in front of a computer, then you can watch it on here. But I know a Please. lot of us are on the go, so check out the podcast. Um, I hate to wrap it up, but we are at my hour mark, and I turn into a pumpkin in about five minutes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I definitely want to thank you two so much for chatting with me and uh, coming on. And this was fun. I absolutely adored it. I, like I said, I can keep going, but at this point, uh, my AC is off. As you can see, I'm starting to sweat. So glisten, you know. Man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> thank you Mark so much. For same. Us. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But uh, thank you so much for having us. It's been yeah, awesome. Yeah. And one thank of these you. days, it'll be we'll meet without a screen in between us. So I can't wait for that either. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be at the Dallas Comic Show in August, and then there's Retro Palooza in October, and then Retro Expo in November. Plug, nice. plug, plug. So awesome. hopefully I'll meet you guys soon. Uh, until next time, everybody, uh, thank you, Pop Culture Elevator, for joining me, and uh, we'll check you all later. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, passengers, we are on to the elevator pitch. We have 
taffeta darling here with us uh she is going to be doing the elevator pitch and we're so excited because this is the first time that a guest has done the new elevator pitch yes <laughs> no pressure no pressure no pressure <laughs> just have to say that uh you are you are going after our last guest who did a really good job before it's uh lance the sausage <laughs> smuggler we like to call him that because he had a sausage smuggling uh plot for one of his and it, he just never lived it down never lived it down <laughs> that was on the old format though i can't wait to see him on the new format yeah i can't wait um so what we did is we rolled a uh, d4 so we changed it a little bit from last time a d4 we got reboot for number one remake for number two sequel for number three and number four is a uh reimagining and i know some of them are a little close to each other but I, we just really kind of talked it over which is like reimagining sounds so good because it's not the same as a remake you know you can do things differently uh so you roll the two you are doing a remake okay and you can choose from these four films the railway man from 2013 oh, i've never heard of that i haven't seen that <laughs> blazing saddles from 1974 and this is it's it's funny because earlier you had said you're a big mel brooks fan right so uh or at least, you know, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> um, Fast and Furious from 2009. And In Her Shoes from 2005. I'm going to have to go Blazing Saddles. <laughs> I, I thought so. <laughs> so you'll have 30 seconds to give us the remake pitch. You could talk about actors, actresses. You could talk about where you go with the movie. Uh, do you use the same script? Do you go somewhere else? Do you get a different director? That sort of thing. So um, when you're ready. Okay, um, I definitely keep the same director. I would focus on Lily Von Stoop, um, and she would more than likely, instead of having uh, her brothel, I think I would maybe elevate it to where she is in a new scenario to where it's more sophisticated. And instead of it just being a bar, maybe it becomes kind of like a Hell's Kitchen scenario to where she's actually like, you know, bringing in like the top 10, you know, call girls or the sex workers and they have to go through these trials and they have to, you know, put it on the line. And for every single, you know, elimination, they have to come up with like a new, you know, a new sex twist, a new, a new sex position. What is the, what is the sex position, you know, that she would have to, you know, judge, I think. And I think uh, obviously I would keep Madeline Kahn in my scenario because there's nobody better. And I would also probably bring back Alex Karras as Mongo as possibly one of the, not the Sioux chefs, but the Sioux sexes. I, I don't know that the person who is there to kind of like ease these call girls into their next position. So I think it would be kind of a uh, hell's kitchen, but a sex kitchen uh, with Lily Von Stoop. I love it. That's awesome. No, you know what? <laughs> you have now you you've taken over top spot because you had yeah. that you had that boom boom just right on there top spot right there. Seriously, that was amazing. That was I think yeah, it's like that's that's I, I really love that character and just would want more. So that's why I would go with it. I would no, just take her to the next level. It's great, and you did something kind of like you know the the tim burtonish thing where you're like oh, i'm gonna do batman but batman's not gonna be my main character joker's gonna be my main character <laughs> kind of thing like you just went and did a little differently which is kind of it's nice because you wouldn't think i don't think a lot of people would think to do that i think a lot of people would have thought let's try to make it as close to the original as possible um and then just like recast the characters like gene wilder would be somewhere else, you know someone else and and whatnot and you went totally different way and i love that it was just yeah, uh, mad respect mad, mad respect you can still keep it called Blazing Saddles because they would still be riding, but it would just be a different, you know, uh, a, a different meaning. <laughs> <laughs> you just buy the saddles from a different shop. That's, you know, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Well, well, she would actually have her own maid. She would have them. These are made for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Any producers out there, uh, you can contact Taffeta or uh you know contact us and we'll get you a contact but uh give us a little bit of little bit of credit there right we'll take producer credits um, doing sequels so hello mel brooks this is true and mel brooks yes. is still i hope that he does more stuff you know it's Baseball gonna be a... two is out there it's just the matter of doing it he's got the script i hope so I, I love Spaceball. i love mel brooks mel brooks in general i'd love this i know what isn't he doing a tv series based on um history of the world he's finally giving us history of the world part, part two, two. Both, yeah yeah 
part two, so, part two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hopefully uh, something good out of there, right? Like we'll get some good stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, Taffeta, thank you for letting us be part of your live stream. And thank you for being part yeah. of our podcast part, which this is the part which all of your viewers could pop on over and say, hey, she did something there too. Um, so for our for our uh, listeners, please plug yourself. Um, you can find me just at the tap of the darling.com. That's my website. It's got all my accolades. It's got links to all, uh, my social medias. Uh, but I'm mostly active on, uh, facebook.com backslash fangirl show Dallas. And also on Instagram at the tap of the darling. Love it. Thank you, Taffeta. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to pop culture elevator. We love you passengers. And remember, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com, Instagram at popcultureelevator, Twitter at PCE Podcast, and our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. Thank you again for listening. We will see you next Wednesday.